Welcome to Monday's Morning Show Podcast. Because you deserve a better morning. Two of our stories in the core four this morning are coming to us out of California. And today's a very special day. What we used to call 7-Eleven Day is now Slurpee Day, which means you can get a free small Slurpee at 7-Eleven because today's date is 7-Eleven. Well, enjoy that and welcome to the Morning Show Podcast. My name is Anthony. I'm Carla Marie and today is Monday, July 11th, 2022. The core four. The four headlines you need to know. Americans pay more for insulin than any other country in the world. And second place isn't even close. In the United States, insulin costs about $100 per unit. Chile comes in second, where the same amount of insulin sells for roughly $25. What's worse is the huge American insulin markup puts many diabetics in debt. In a survey done by Charity Rx, they found four in every five Americans in need of insulin have incurred thousands of dollars in credit card debt to afford the drug, which leads us to the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, and his plan to spend $100 million to make affordable insulin in the state. $50 million would be spent on the facility, another $50 million spent on the drug development. If this plan works out, it would not only directly help millions of people in the state access the life-saving drug, but it will ease the supply chain issues for insulin as well as create in-state jobs at the manufacturing facility. Although the plan does sound promising, we still don't know when the insulin would be available and exactly how much it would cost. Elon Musk is officially trying to run away from his deal to buy Twitter. He announced his intent to back out of the $44 billion purchase by filing a statement with the SEC claiming Twitter is in material breach of its contract with him. It all goes back to the bots. Musk claims that Twitter is underestimating the amount of bots or fake accounts on its platform, which would be a breach of the contract. He and his team claim that Twitter failed or refused to provide information on fake accounts for two months. However, Twitter stands by their calculations and has even given Musk all of the data to crunch the numbers himself. Analysts are speculating that Musk is using the bot problem as a cover to renegotiate or to get out of the deal entirely after he lost a good amount of money when Tesla's stock plummeted. Twitter's response to Musk was basically, we'll see you in court. They'll be pursuing legal action in the Delaware Court of Chancery to enforce the deal. So Musk may actually have to buy Twitter, even though he no longer wants to. On Friday, I gave you the unfortunate news regarding the shooting of former Japanese Prime Minister Abe Shinzo. The assassination has rocked Japan as they prepared to vote in their parliamentary elections this weekend. It's the first assassination attempt on a former or serving Japanese leader in post-war Japan, and crime is generally pretty rare in the country, with gun violence being almost non-existent. Although the suspect is still in custody, the motive hasn't been released. However, it was announced the gunman is a former member of Japan's Navy and used a homemade firearm. Shinzo was shot at a political rally as the country was preparing for an election, and his liberal Democratic Party, who was in power before yesterday's election, scored an even bigger win than expected securing a supermajority and the ability to rule basically without any opposition for the next three years. A growing fire in Yosemite National Park is threatening the Mariposa Grove of giant sequoia trees. 
The Washburn Fire is currently over 1,500 acres and has entered the grove, but hasn't damaged any of the trees at this moment. Now, if you've never been to Yosemite or Mariposa Grove, it's almost impossible to explain to you what it's like standing under giant sequoias, but you feel like an ant. The trees tower over you at 250 feet tall, and the trunks are massive. Some of the trees in this grove are believed to be over 2,000 years old. Firefighters have conducted prescribed burns around the trees to help stop the fire from getting to the actual trees, and they've even put a sprinkler system around the tree known as the grizzly giant to protect it from flames as temperatures are getting hotter this week, which is expected to fuel the blaze. Hope for humanity. Even when the news sucks, there's still hope. Last week, Boris Johnson took over the UK headlines when he decided to resign as prime minister. But something else happened that same day in the UK that should have gotten more attention than it did. The United Kingdom has invested enough money in renewable energy to create 11 gigawatts of electricity. Now, if you're like me and you don't have an electrical engineering degree, 11 gigawatts might not sound like a lot. But according to people much smarter than me, that's enough electricity to power almost 12 million homes in the UK. The investment comes as the UK, along with the rest of Europe, deals with sky-high gas prices. Like many of its European neighbors, the UK is seeing that renewable energy not only makes sense for the environment and the consumer, but it enables them to be less dependent on oil-producing countries and corporations. According to experts, citizens will be able to see the benefits of the renewable energy investments as early as next year, thanks to rapid construction times of things like onshore wind and solar sites. I promise that Anthony and I will never be annoying with our newsletters. I hate when I get newsletters from the same company like three times a day. Who do these companies think they are? We send one at most a week, or if something big is happening, we'll send you a reminder email. And maybe we've only done that like once. Our newsletter is strictly to inform you. And if we don't have anything to tell you, we don't bother you. We respect your inbox. With that said, there is a link to sign up for our free newsletter in the description of this episode. It's the best way to find out if we've got a giveaway, if we're looking for new game contestants because there's a prize or if we're doing a meetup in your city or whatever it may be. The newsletter is the best place to be because knowing the way Instagram algorithms go, you may never see us on there. So hit the link below. We appreciate it very much. Think quick. It's two second tunes. Last week, we jumped into the 20 teens, Mm -hmm. right? We pulled a bunch of songs from the teen years. This version of two second tunes, we're going to the early 2000s. Okay. So there's going to be a little bit of hip hop. There's going to be a little (laughs) bit of rock. There's going to be a little pop. All from the early 2000s. But before we get into the actual two-second tunes, we need to meet our contestants. We've got Laura coming to us from Massachusetts. Good morning, Laura. Good morning. You looked very excited when Anthony said it was early 2000s. Oh, yeah. That was my high school era. I'm class of 2003. Okay. Awesome. Perfect. (laughs) And then coming to us from Rhode Island, we've got Brianne. Good morning, Brianne. Good morning. Are you also as equally excited over the early 2000s? Uh, I'm on the fence. On the fence. fence. Yeah, I I was out of college, so I was like clubbing. So uh, I want to try actually remember 
That's fair. Um, <laughs> but Brian, how is how is your music knowledge overall? Pretty good. I have a pretty. I go through the decades. Okay. So, Perfect. Yeah. Well, Carla Marie, who's kicking us off today? Laura. Laura, here is your first two second tune. That's Justin Timberlake, Crimea River. Two points. Well done. Two points on the board as we move over to Brianne's part of round one, representing the tiny but great state of Rhode Island. <laughs> it's all on you. Yeah, uh, no pressure. Here's your two second tune. Yes. Uh, Beyonce, so crazy in love. Ooh, one point because it is just crazy in love. Yep. A quick stumble out of the blocks. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take but it. But still, you knew what song it was. <laughs> exactly. So that's and important. It's still anyone's game. Now we pivot back. Yes. Over to Laura for round two. Laura, here is your second two-second tune. That's Snoop Dogg and Pharrell. Drop it like it's hot. Two points. When the pimps in the crib, ma. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. And she gave Drop us both like artists, which Dang. is actually unnecessary, but you don't get extra <laughs> point for it. As long as you gave us one, it would have counted. Brienne, here is your two-second tune. Shakira, is that hips don't lie? Two points. I love that we are like flying through know, these right now. But I will tell you guys, as a dog makes its entrance in the background, I will tell you guys that round three is the hardest round. At least one of these songs tripped up Carla Marie when we were practicing earlier. Uh, I think both of them did. Both of them actually tripped her up. Laura, coming over to you. Here's your two second tune. Um, that's Lifehouse, Hanging by a Moment. Two points. Well wow. done. I feel like we haven't gotten anyone who's done a perfect. To run through it perfectly like that? I don't, I don't know. It doesn't happen very often. And because of that, oh. Laura actually locks in the win. But, but Brienne, I want to give you yes. your, your third clue. I want to see how close okay. this game could have been with all the clues on the yeah, table. Yeah. Here is your two second tune. Uh, I remember when it's right there. You got it. I think I'm crazy. Yeah. Is it crazy? Bye. Crazy gives you one point by Gnarls Barkley is the, uh, is the artist. Like I said, the third round is the hardest round. Me. But congratulations Yay. to today's winner. Laura. Laura representing the state of Massachusetts. Congratulations. Thank you guys for kicking <laughs> off our week with a very yeah. impressive round of two second tunes. We appreciate both of you guys. Yeah, that was fun. Thanks, guys. If you build it, nerds will come. Nerd news. Because there's a little nerd in all of us. If you can't stand on one leg for more than 10 seconds, you are twice as likely to die within the next 10 years. Now, I'll explain. This study and research is based on people over 50 years old. So if you're 30 and you can't balance, you should still be okay, but you probably want to work on that. Scientists believe a simple and safe balance test should become part of a routine health check for older adults. 
once people get into their 50s, balance starts to wane rapidly. So this study took place for 11 years and had participants aged 51 to 75 years old. If you want to try the balance test at home, this is what you do. Stand on one leg and then take your free leg and place the front of that foot on the back of the standing leg's calf. You have to keep your arms at your sides and hold it for 10 seconds. Now, participants in this study were allowed to try each foot three different times. And if you can't hold your balance at all, it might be something you want to bring up to your doctor. Over the 11-year study of the participants who passed away, 17% of them failed the balance test. Now, why? Well, the people who couldn't hold their balance were either obese, had heart disease, or high blood pressure. So checking your balance regularly could be a good self-indicator of your health. If you try the balance test, tag us in a post or DM us to let us know how you did. It's at Carla Marie and Anthony. It's Monday, and that means we are back on Twitch. We spent some time over the weekend updating our streaming studio, and we'd love for you to see it and hang out in the chat. If you've never been on Twitch, you can think of it like a live podcast with video and a chat feature allowing you to interject in our conversations or just chat with other people from around the world who are joining the show as well. And if all goes well, our phone line will finally be operational again, and we can chat with you if you've got something you want to share with the audience. Between the chat feature and the phone line, it might seem like hanging out with us on Twitch is a lot of work, but I promise you, you can throw the show on and just sit back too. You don't have to do anything. We go live at 8 a.m. on the West Coast, 11 a.m. on the East Coast, and you can go to twitch.tv slash Carla Marie and Anthony to check us out. It may not be important, but we're all talking about it. This is Pop Stop. The Dunder Mifflin Paper Company is at the center of a lawsuit. You heard that right. Dunder Mifflin is the paper company in NBC's The Office. NBC is suing J. Kennett Media Group for trademarking Dunder Mifflin and selling Dunder Mifflin products. So all these years when you've seen Dunder Mifflin Paper Co. t-shirts, they aren't from NBC. NBC says J. Kennett Media built a business based on registering trademarks belonging to others in order to either sell the trademarks back to their rightful owners or profit by selling branded merchandise, which they've obviously done. J. Kennett Media Group registered the Dunder Mifflin trademark six years ago. NBC tried to register the name in 2020, but their application got rejected and now they're appealing the decision. In their lawsuit, NBC wants J. Kennett Media to end their use of the Dunder Mifflin name and to destroy any remaining branded merchandise. NBC is also seeking unspecified damages and any profits already derived from sales of the merchandise. Now, I tried to come up with a good that's what she said joke to end this, but I'm no Michael Scott. Thor Love and Thunder cleaned up at the box offices this weekend. Their Marvel movie brought in $143 million, making it the third biggest movie opening of the year behind Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and Jurassic World Dominion. Around the world, Thor Love and Thunder brought in an additional $159 million, bringing the total to just over $300 million. And that's a really good thing for the studio, considering it spent $250 million just to make the movie to begin with. And for what it's worth, the movie has a 68% on Rotten Tomato and a B-plus cinema score. What's trending? The thing you didn't know you needed until Carla Marie told you about it. As many times as I have traveled 
I am not a good packer. So I just downloaded the Packer app, that's P-A-C-K-R, which helps you create a packing list for each trip. It will even update what to pack based on changes in weather at your destination. I started a list for a work trip that Anthony and I have in Chicago next month, and I can already tell I'm going to be way more prepared than I've ever been before. The app is free, but there is also a paid version that has a few extra features like multi-destination trips, which I bought because I really need all the help I can get. I put a link in the description of this episode so you can check out Packer. The Morning Show Podcast. Every morning. Every morning. With Carla Marie and Anthony. I know we said this a bunch last week, but if you ever want to play one of the games that we play here on the Morning Show Podcast, you are more than welcome to do that. There is a link in the description of this podcast episode. But you can always, because some of the platforms are a little tricky when yeah. it comes to links and stuff, you can always email us, hello at com. And even if you don't sign up to play, we still love you and appreciate you for listening to the Morning Show podcast. As always, thank you to Lauren Ray, Mike Meredith, and Jason Burrows for helping make the Morning Show podcast happen. Thanks for listening to the Morning Show podcast. Catch Carla Marie and Anthony live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Carla Marie and Anthony. 